Our text today is from Matthew 21, starting in verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? These things. Well, let's talk about what these things had been. This is the last week of Jesus' life. He's come into Jerusalem on the donkey. The crowds have, have called out to him, Hosanna, son of David, save us, have honored him and acknowledged him as the one who is actually representing what God is supposed to do and be in the world. And the next day, riding on that adulation, he goes into the temple and, and basically pitches a fit in the temple, engages in, in what some might call a violent protest. He sees that, that the, the marketplace in front of the temple is, is overcharging, is selling worship, selling the objects for worship, those, those, those animals that were sacrificed. And so he goes in and he throws up the tables and he makes a big mess. And you can imagine the shock and the anger and, and the and the fluttering birds and all that might, must have been going on at that moment. And yet it also says that right after that, the blind and the lame come to him and are cured. So, so this moment of, of seeing what, what should be happening in the temple, justice and healing and wholeness, rather than than the, the mixing up of, of commerce and worship, of, of power and faith. Jesus makes a public demonstration of that. And then later, Jesus is walking with his disciples and he's hungry and he looks to a fig tree and, and there are no figs on it, there's just leaves. And so he curses the fig tree and it withers. And so moment after moment, Jesus is saying, look to see where the true fruit is. Listen to, to, to what you already know to be true. Where is the healing? Where is the justice? Where are the oppressed set free? That is where you should find your authority. And so the Pharisees rightly ask him, who gave you this authority? We have a crisis of authority in our world right now, don't we? Who gets to say, what is the right way to move through a pandemic? Who gets to say who votes and what is a safe vote? Who do we listen to? What has our attention? What gets authority with in our, our souls and in our lives and in our actions. This past week, I watched uh, the documentary that's very popular on Netflix right now called The Social Dilemma, in which they interview those people, some of those people who were involved in, in rigging up social media so that it gets our attention. And, and saying that for each of us, 
depending on where we live, depending on what our interests are, depending on where our propensity is, we will see different information online when we go there. It's actually rigged that way so that, so that then we'll click on the link and we'll buy what someone has to sell. And it has become something that, that really is this dilemma. And one of, one of the people who were, inter were interviewed in this said, imagine a world where no one believes anything is true. Everyone believes the government is lying to them. Everything is a conspiracy theory. You can't trust anyone. Everyone hates the other side. If we can't agree on what's true, then we can't navigate out of any of our problems. Where is authority located? Who do we trust? Jesus recognizes that the question the, the chief priests and elders were asking him were tr important to attend to. And, and so he said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Now, John the Baptist is one more example of someone who disrupted the powers and demonstrated what really was true. John the Baptist set up his ministry outside the gates of Jerusalem, outside the boundaries of the temple, where he baptized people and preached against the authorities and the way that religion had been become connected to empire the way it had become corrupted, and he invited people into healing, into wholeness. And it was those people on the margins who knew that what he said was true, that followed him and found repentance. And so the chief priests and elders are, are at a loss of, of how to respond because they know what everyone else knew, that, that that truly was where healing and wholeness had resided. And yet at the same time, they weren't quite willing to give up their authority, the places where they were attached, their assumptions. They do not know because they do not yet want to know. They're not ready to let go of their own interests. And Jesus doesn't answer this question, their question. I always thought this, that maybe Jesus was, was engaging with them in kind of a gotcha moment, but, but I think maybe he wanted them to sit with their question for a little longer, to sit with their response of, we don't know, to hear what their reluctance to answer the question might have to teach them. And so he goes on and tells them a story. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. 
The son answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. And Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Now, the magic of the story to me that Jesus tells about the two sons is that first son's reluctance and is willing to sit with that reluctance, to sit with his refusal even to go and do what his father asks him, sit with that long enough to change his mind. This word in Greek that means to change one's mind is, is maybe more familiar to those of us who um, have been in, in Christianity for a while as metanoia, the word that means repentance. Repentance is more than just a mind change. Repentance is a direction change. It's, it's turning around and going in the other direction. And sometimes people think that faith is about making up your mind, but I think that Jesus is saying true faith is about that long and slow yes of continually turning and going in a different way, continually turning to that deep place of yes, of turning to the authority of God's way in this world. Repentance requires attending to our reluctance. Where are we struggling to say yes to God? Repentance is the way of faith. It's a constant openness to the love of God, a constant conversation with the teachings of Jesus, a constant noticing where we see the trees bearing fruit to see where the healing is happening, to see and follow and to go there. So where is authority located? Jesus invites the religious leaders and elders and us to look deeper than our affiliations, deeper than our assumptions, deeper than, than the places in which we have something invested. We're invited to question what we so easily give our attention to and to find authority where God resides. And we know that deep within us, and we know that we have found it when we give authority to the places that look like Jesus, the places where the poor are not oppressed, where there is justice in the marketplace, the places where the blind and lame are healed and where the trees produce fruit. And this is the place in the poem that I began with, the place where questions become the way of wisdom. In the beginning, what I knew could fill volumes and teach me nothing. Now I look to the shadows, the starry questions, and inhale every exhalation a thank you.
These are the external indications of the internal wrestling with reluctance that leads to repentance, to changing. So we are in a crisis of authority. It's hard to know who to listen to. It's hard to know what to give weight to. And Jesus invites the leaders and us to question authority. Is it given through institutions and public associations, or is it based in our deep, often reluctant, yes to God? Where do we place our trust in our internal sense of security? Attending to where we feel reluctance may be an invitation to let go of lesser sources of authority and to listen to a deeper call of love. This is a season that requires this kind of particular vigilance if we are to make it through and to be the people of God in this time. Richard Rohr, the Franciscan priest that many of us follow, made this kind of invitation to us this week. And he said this, if you will allow, I recommend for your spiritual practice for the next four months, that you impose a moratorium on exactly how much news you are subject to, hopefully not more than an hour a day of television, social media, internet news, magazine and newspaper commentary, and or political discussions. It will only tear you apart and pull you into the dualistic world of opinion and counter-opinion, not divine truth, which is always found in a bigger place. Instead, I suggest that you use this time for some form of public service, volunteerism, mystical reading from the masters, prayer, or preferably all of the above. You have much to gain now and nothing to lose, nothing at all. And the world, with you as a stable center, has nothing to lose and everything to gain. The world, with you as a stable center, has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Now this may not be what you are called to do. In fact, I know many people who are called to, to pay attention and enter into the dialogue. And yet, I would say for most of us, we need to consider how we are engaging in the realities of our day. Where are we giving authority? And are we taking time to, to allow and to become that stable center that can be the presence of compassion, the presence of justice, the presence of peace, the presence of hope in our world? Are we allowing our reluctance to lead us into repentance so that we may be the people of God so that we may build a more loving world together. Amen.